Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80. And this week's story is called Endurance, Surviving the Worst. People who endure hard times are made of pretty sturdy stuff. You know, endurance is the kind of thing you need when life gets reduced to bare bones. People who endure make use of each moment. Survival's the ultimate goal. People who have the gift of endurance are in it for the long haul. Once many years ago, I opened my front door to find a man and two boys. They had stencils, paintbrushes, and paint. The man explained he was out of work, and he and his boys were offering to paint house numbers on the curb for a small fee. You know, a lot of people on our block decided that, yes, we really did need our house numbers on the curb. I think we admired the dad. He was enduring a difficult situation. He focused on the moment to make life better for his family. And I had to admire the way he helped his boys understand there's always something we can do to make a bad situation better. Of course, a couple of people laughed when I told them this story. They said we were all being scammed. I don't care. Maybe, but I'd rather be scammed for a few dollars than turn away an honest man trying to show his sons how to handle adversity. I've been thinking a lot about the difference between people who make it through impossible situations and those who crumble when life becomes unbearable. Early in the Ukrainian war, I watched a journalist interview an old woman. She was still living in the remains of her bombed-out apartment. Why don't you leave, the journalist asked. Look at me, she said. I'm 84. Where would I go? She had made a decision, a commitment to endure what life had given her. Of course, one of the most famous survival stories is that of Ernest Shackleton and his Antarctic expedition. On December 5, 1914, which would have been the start of summer in the Southern Hemisphere, a ship called the Endurance left South Georgia Island. That island's halfway between the southeastern coast of Argentina and the Weddell Sea on the northwestern coast of Antarctica. That's about 1,240 miles away. Shackleton was the expedition leader. There were 26 crewmen and one unlucky, sure-made-a-bad-decision stowaway. 28 men in all. They set out to establish a base on the Weddell coast and then go across the continent. At least, that was the plan. Well, the Endurance did not quite make it to the coast. By January 8, 1915, summertime down there, the Endurance became entrapped in wind-driven ice flows. Between February and October, during the winter months, the trapped ship drifted north with the ice. The ship was being slowly crushed. The men abandoned the Endurance on October 15th, near the end of winter. They camped on the floes while they salvaged anything useful. The Endurance sank about a month later on November 21st. Well, from November 1950 to April 1916, Shackleton and his crew camped on the ice floe until it began to break apart beneath them. They saw an island in the distance, Elephant Island, about 30 miles away. On April 9th, as the ice floes split beneath their feet, they launched three small boats they had salvaged from the Endurance. 
Six days later, they reached Elephant Island, where they landed exhausted, ill, some suffering from mental issues. That would have been April 15th. Well, that's a good thing, because they arrived before winter began. So, here they are, dry land, safety, hope. They're going to be rescued, right? Not so fast. The only thing on Elephant Island were a few seals and penguins. Nobody knew they were there. Nobody was coming to rescue them. The only real hope of returning to civilization could be found on South Georgia Island, where the expedition had started. South Georgia Island was 800 miles away across open sea. So, nine days after arriving at Elephant Island, Shackleton, Frank Worsley, who was the captain of the Endurance, and four others took the sturdiest of the three boats, pointed it towards South Georgia Island, and with a sextant for navigation, they shoved off from shore. These six men faced winds, monstrous waves, ice storms, and pure misery in a very small boat trying to cross 800 miles of water, but they were the only hope their shipmates back on Elephant Island had. One report, said Captain Worsley, went 80 hours straight with no sleep while he navigated. Their chances of surviving were slim to none, yet against impossible odds, 16 days after leaving Elephant Island, their small boat landed 800 miles away on South Georgia Island. Success, joy, civilization, right there. Yeah? No. You see, they'd landed on the wrong side of the island. There was nothing there, and mountains and glaciers rose between these six men and the Norwegian whaling station offering their only hope on the other side of the island. In May of 1916, we're talking the beginning of another winter now, Shackleton, Worsley, and another survivor, Tom Crean, set out to climb the mountains and cross glaciers. Thirty-six hours later, to the shock and amazement of the men at the whaling station, on the other side of the island, here these three men come staggering in. Now, all they had to do was get a ship back to the men on Elephant Island. Even this proved to be a desperate struggle. One ship after another tried and had to turn back. Finally, on August 30, 1916, 128 days after the three men left Elephant Island, the men on the island saw a fourth ship coming for them. After watching the endurance go down, after camping during an Antarctic winter on an ice floe, after crossing treacherous seas in three small boats, being stranded on an uninhabited island, after waiting, hoping for six men to cross 800 miles of stormy seas in one small boat, after three men climbing a mountain and glacier, after four boats trying to rescue whatever survivors were left on Elephant Island, how many of those original 28 men do you think survived? I cannot imagine the unending bitter cold, starvation, two Antarctic winters, uncertainty of even the next day, grief over wondering what happened to their families back home, 
How many of them survived? All of them. Every last man, including the 19-year-old stowaway, survived and returned to civilization. The 19-year-old stowaway, Purse Blackborough, nicknamed Blackie, lost a few toes, but he went back home, married, and had six kids. 633 days of pure misery. How did they do it? We know a few things about people who endure great hardship without giving up. First, they have a goal, some driving reason for living, and this has to be strong enough to motivate them to keep going. For the men on the endurance, the immediate goal was survival. Later, when it became necessary and also possible, the goal was to reach Elephant Island and then to return to civilization. People who survive learn to make use of each moment to maximize their chances of reaching their goal. People who survive hardship have a measure of self-discipline, the ability to do whatever is necessary, regardless of how they might feel about doing it in the moment. They may be in highly discouraging situations, but survivors don't waste a lot of time on self-pity. Do they get depressed? Sure but the answer isn't to wallow in what can't be helped. Instead, the focus is on small steps toward the ultimate goal. What can we do right now? In a really tough situation, it helps to have people with you who understand your hardship. That was certainly true for the men of the endurance. They had each other. There's one other trait that I think is valuable when stuck in an impossible situation. That's the ability to laugh. I've read several books about people who overcome the impossible. I have come to conclude that people who survive are people who can see the absurd and laugh about it in spite of the situation. Faith and hope are also a source of strength for survivors. Faith that we are part of a larger plan. Faith in a God who cares. As a Christian, I can look to Christ on the cross I'm instantly reminded that God not only cares, He has first-hand understanding of my human pain. I'm reminded that no matter how bad life gets, Christ offers hope and victory beyond pain. For Christians, the cross takes what appears to the world to be a symbol of utter defeat and turns it into victory. So, no matter what you're facing today, my prayer is that you will see beyond the moment and know that no matter how impossible life seems, there is something small you can do right now. One step at a time will bring you closer to freedom. If you're between times wondering what to do next, I'd like to offer a few words about a new venture. Brian Elaine is posting ideas, words of encouragement, and hope through a new group. It's Find Your Next Calling. Try the website, which is building a tool to help people understand their next step in life. You can Google Brian Elaine, B-R-I-A-N-A-L-L-A-I-N, find your next calling. The website will come up, and there's also a Facebook page. Meanwhile, thanks for listening. Please join me here again next week for another episode of Speeding Past 80.